What's up, you gambling degenerates? We're back for the second week of Fade Me Friday. I missed last week because work was crazy, so I apologize. But right now, we're tracking well. We're still the fade of the state of California, I feel like right now. I am absolutely terrible. So if you've been tracking it and you were fading my picks, you're at about $300 right now. Give or take the juice, it's 326 but you're at about $300 profit right now. So I was sitting here thinking about it, and I did three picks last time, and I thought to myself, why would I be selfish with my bad picks and my fading and not just do like a whole array of picks? Why not do a whole slate? Really give the fade a test and see what we got. So this week, we got a good week. I like some of the games, and I feel like we're kind of mid-NFL year, so we got... A lot more trends going on, right? You can kind of see teams against the spread and that kind of stuff. So I think this is going to be the week that I'm going to be able to be fade material because I see some games and I take a lot of the favorites. And so I jinx the favorites a lot of the times too. So let's get right on into it. I'm excited for this slate. The first pick of my week so far is Lions plus four. Oh, good old Kirky Cousins. That dude is a pile of dog trash that guy has been horrible this year he turns the ball over so much i bet him one time in the teaser and i regretted everything absolutely regretted everything so i got lions plus four matt stafford looks good they are on the road right they're not in the dome but to go to minnesota i mean they are in the dome still so traveling to a different dome and i think i would rather trust matt stafford and the lions over the vikings situation the Vikings, for actually being two and five and pretty bad this year, they're actually four and three against the spread, which is super surprising. Where the Lions are three and four, and they're three and four against the spread as well. So it seems kind of whenever they win the game is probably when they cover their spread. So I do see them winning this game, even though they're on the road. I think their trend will continue that when they win the game, they cover the spread because they have been underdogs most of the year. And so I see that trend continuing. And like I said before. That's going to come down to some quarterback play, in my opinion. Unless Dalvin Cook really takes off this game and goes for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns, it's going to come down to Stafford and Cousins. And at this rate, I'm not trusting Kirk Cousins to even babysit some kids. So I'm taking the Lions plus four. Lock it in. The next good old juicy pick that I got for the degenerates out there is Buffalo plus three. I know this had a close game. Against the Patriots, and it shouldn't even have been close because the Patriots suck. But I think home underdogs to me are just something that I always kind of look at and think you can get some value in it. The home teams usually do well. I know there's no crowd right now because of COVID, but home teams have been doing pretty well this year. The only thing that kind of scared me with this pick was that Buffalo against the spread this year is only 3-5. and For a team with a record of 6-2, and I don't particularly like to pick against that when a team's having a bad year against a spread, but they have a good record. But I think right here you have some value. I know it's against the Seahawks, and they're playing hot right now, and they're scoring all over the place. But I think the Bills can have a good defensive game, try to keep Russell, dangerous Russell, inside the pocket as much as possible. Don't get outside. They got some fast players on the edges. got Norman. I think the Bills can pull this game off. And then also having plus three at home 
you know, by a late field goal or something like that, whereas you push. I think there's some value here. And looking at the opposite record here, you got Seattle that's 5-2 and two against the spread. So I kind of look like this is a crazy pick right now, but I just think Buffalo at home. You got Seattle doing the the West Coast to East Coast travel. I'm taking the Bills plus three on this, and I'm locking it in. For my third pick, we got the good old Colts versus Ravens, two five and two teams. Lamar Jackson's not playing too well right now, but I would not worry about him. I think he's gonna have a breakout game against the Colts. And so by saying that, I'm taking the Ravens minus one. I think they played horribly last game, and they still lost to the Steelers, one of the best teams in the league right now, undefeated, obviously. About four points, and Jackson played terribly. I don't see him playing like that again. He's struggling a little bit, and the Colts are playing well. But, I mean, our division is absolutely terrible, so that really doesn't go that far. I'm looking at the spreads that they both have. Both teams aren't really that good against the spread this year. You got Baltimore at 3-4 and four against the spread this year, and you have the Colts at 4-3 and three this year on the spread. So pretty, pretty 500 could go either way. That's why I like middle of the year, right? You're starting to see some more trends and stuff on these teams. But I just think that the Baltimore Ravens is the better team. They're in a slump right now, and they're coming to prove something. The Colts, I feel like, usually have some of the easier schedules in the league. And that betters or the books in Vegas usually start going off of how a team's playing recently, and I get it. But the Ravens have that team where if they pop off that one game, I mean, this could be a blowout, honestly. If the Colts do win, I don't see it being a blowout. The Ravens win. It could win a close game. You could also tell me it's a blowout. So I think Ravens minus one here, even though they're on the road, I think has a lot of value. Lamar Jackson's going to come out and play well. I think he's going to run all over the place. They're going to get back to their running style. They're going to get ahead. They got to play with the lead, obviously. And Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. He's been playing well this year, but all of a sudden he starts throwing the ball all over the place. Doesn't know which team he's on. He's like mini Jameis Winston. And I can see him turn the ball over against a good defense, giving some short fields, and the Ravens, I think, will cover this game. Also, for a little bonus pick on that game, I'm looking at the over on that game, too. I'm not officially placing it on this podcast, so I'll not be tracking that bet. But just uh, keep it in your ear right there. I got the over in that game at 48.5. Definitely Ravens minus one. Lock it in. For the next pick, This one, I mean, this has to be my lock of the week. I mean, I feel like this one is my lock of the week. I'm feeling it, and at worst, if I'm wrong here, I'll make you money. And Tyler and all the Raiders fans out there will be stoked. But I'm going Chargers minus a half point. They got absolutely just bad beat Central last week. Lost on the last play of the game. Huge comeback. They were playing so well. And the Denver Broncos of all teams come back. Just tough to watch if you're a Chargers fan. Herbert looks good, though. I'm a Herbert fan. I know me and Joey Martin out there, too. We're going to get some Herbert jerseys. I like him. He's been balling out lately. And I got on my fantasy team, so I need him to play well. So I'm kind of putting this good juju out there for him to play well. But I just think that they're the better team right now. They're playing hot. They're going to score a lot of points. I just don't trust Derek Carr. But after what I saw last week, I don't know why I trust the Chargers. Josh Jacobs could easily take over this game, and the Raiders are so off and on. One week, they're Super Bowl champions. Next week, they're going to get the first pick in the draft. I'm not really sure which team is going to show up. But the Chargers at home, I think, is going to be the benefit here. 
even though, again, no crowd, especially being the L.A. Chargers, nothing out here for any crowd to go to. But I got the Chargers by a half. The Raiders, against the spread, have been good this year. They're 4-3, and three, which is not bad. I mean, if you're 500, it's not a bad team to bet for or against, right? I mean, you can go either way. The Chargers this year, though, have actually been 5-2, and two, which is good for my liking. I'm going to trust it. I think a lot of people have been, uh, especially like the books, have been underestimating them. They've had some big spreads. Even that Saints game, right, they're, I know they're at least a touchdown. And they actually almost won that game. So I think the Chargers this year, 5-2 and two against the spread. It's a good basically pick them, right? I mean, 0.5, you're going to win or lose. Unless it ends in a draw, then that – if this game ends a tie, that's one of the bad – the worst beats I've ever seen. I mean, if you you should stop gambling if this game ends in a tie and you have minus 0.5. So it's basically a pick them, but I would – I think – they're going to come out hungry. Anthony Lynn kind of has his job on the line this year. I mean, this is another year of bad losses. Last year, they had one possession losses like crazy. They just couldn't close the deal, right? And so I think right now, they're playing. he's coaching for his job. And I think the Chargers are going to come out hot this week. And hopefully, if they do get a lead, just keep the damn lead. Make us some money. Come on. So Chargers, minus .5, lock it in. This next pick, I just feel bad about. No matter how much none of us really like the Cowboys, besides some of us, it's sad to see him doing this bad. It's sad to see that division is going to get a playoff game, a home playoff game. I mean, that that Eagles-Cowboys game Sunday night was just tough to watch. The Eagles looked bad. The Cowboys had their third-string quarterback in. I mean, if this guy could throw a 10-yard pass, they win that game. He was throw, overthrowing everything, panicking, seeing the rush, falling down. I feel bad for Zeke. With that kind of quarterback, you're not going to get any open holes. They're going to be run blitzing all the time. So I think we all know what I'm leading towards here. I'm going to take the Steelers minus 14.5. When have you seen the Cowboys in any time be two touchdown underdogs? This is what it's come to. I mean, I think last time you could probably find a spread like this was when Kellen Moore was a quarterback. Tony Romo broke his back. You know what I mean? There's no way you see the Cowboys ever. As a two-touchdown underdog. And I usually don't like these kind of big spreads, right? Because you just never know. But I don't see anything changing this week. They benched this third-string guy to go to possibly Cooper Rush. I don't even know what college you went to. That's how you know it's bad. You don't know what college this guy went to. You know it's bad. So I think the Steelers minus 14.5 is a huge spread to take. But we got two things working for us here. So listen up. I mean, big against the spread guy here right now. You know what I mean? We're going against the spread by the numbers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 6-1 and one against the spread this year. They're almost perfect. They're 7-0 in real life. And against the spread, they're 6-1. and one. I mean, you can't get much better than that. They're the best team against the spread this year. Then you got the lowly Cowboys, who are the only team that has not covered a spread this year they are 0 for 8 so you got the team with the best spread the best spread right now in the game 6 and 1 going against a team that can't cover a spread if you tried to they probably can't even cover a piece of bread with butter I mean they are absolutely terrible this year but that big spread does scare me but I'm still gonna trust Ben Roethlisberger got in my other fantasy league right now and I think there's no way that the Cowboys are going to cover this spread and, and make me look bad. I mean, if, if this doesn't hit, I might pay for your bet. I might actually pay for it. If you send me a DM of what you place on this bet of the Steelers minus 14.5 and you lose, 
I will pay the bet if you listen to this. That's how confident I am that the Steelers are going to run all over this team. Throw, run, anything they want to. This team is going to massacre the other team. So with that being said, we're taking Juju on that beat. And we're going to go with the Steelers minus 14.5. Lock it in. This next game I think is actually flying under the radar in general tomorrow. I think it's a good good storyline when you got Kyler Murray and Tua. I'm not even going to try to say his last name right now. Not even worth the attempt. But I think that's going to be a fun matchup to see. We obviously saw him back in college in the college football playoff. And now I think you got two teams that are surprisingly doing well. I mean, I think when they got when the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins, people possibly saw this happening, right? The Cardinals being a lot better of a team, but that division's so deep that they just didn't know. Nobody expected the Niners to get this many injuries. So the Cardinals being five and two is a surprise. The Dolphins being four and three is an even bigger surprise. With that division being as bad as it is, I mean, I guess I could maybe see it, but they were bad last year. I mean, they were atrocious last year. But Ryan Fitzpatrick started them off hot this year, and then they went to Tua, so that pissed them off. But you got two teams here that are actually very good against the spread. Both are 5-2 and two against the spread, which I'm very surprised about. The Dolphins actually have the highest percentage points of covering the spread, like points-wise, like how much they cover by in points. I think that's to do with, obviously, they've won four games. And their spreads at the beginning of the year were probably massive because they were so bad last year. So if you have like a plus 10 cover and they win the game, I mean, obviously you're going to have a higher points of what you covered by. So with both teams being good against the spread, I really looked at this game, but I just don't know if I can trust Tua yet. He didn't look bad last game. He did what he had to do. The defense looked phenomenal. They're flying around. The Rams turned the ball over way too much. Jared Goff was... Jared Goff, and I just don't think Tua can do enough where Kyler's playing hot right now. I mean, the guy's playing good football. He's got a safety blanket, DeAndre Hopkins, and that defense is playing well this year too. Buda Baker is a beast. That dude, I love that guy. I might get a jersey of my own. So I'm going to take the Cardinals minus four against the Dolphins, but I'm kind of nervous about that game a little bit. But Arizona's at home. I think they're going to win this game. But the Dolphins also have been playing pretty hot lately, and they're playing hard for Brian Flores. They're playing hard for him. And as a Dolphins fan, that's all you can ask for. I mean, the first couple weeks of last year, I mean, it looked like your team wasn't even trying. You looked worse than the Cowboys do right now. They weren't even running on the field. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick got traded for basically nothing, went and balled out on the Steelers and is still balling out. But you got your team playing hard, which is a very good sign. But I think the Cardinals will just be a little too much. you got two good teams against the spread, and I think Arizona will cover minus four here. So lock that in. For the last NFL pick of the week, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I do this every single time. And if Kurt's listening to this, he's going to laugh at me because I'm picking against Tom Brady once again. I don't trust it. I want to see it happen. I want to see him lose. So what's going to happen is this. I'm going to pick against him again, which then in essence, if I'm fading myself, is going to give him the win. So I don't understand what I'm doing here, but I'm going to pick against him. That's all I'm going to do. If I'm pick against him. We got the Saints at plus four. They are on the road in Tampa Bay where Tom's been playing very well. The Bucks have been very good at home. And the Saints though outdoor i just saw a stat on them that they were like 11 and 1 in the last 
12 outdoor games when they were playing the Bears last week. And yeah, they barely won that game. But I think by now they're playing hot outdoors for some reason as a dome team. And I told myself, me personally, I would never bet for the Saints because this year they've been crazy with penalties. My friend Alex is getting screwed over by them because they keep getting bad penalties and keeping bad teams in the games and they're not very good with spreads. But this side they're on the this time they're on the plus side. And I feel like they can actually win this game. Obviously, when you got Drew Brees, you can win any game. It's a huge divisional game, right? If the Bucks lose this game, they're down 0-2 to the Saints head-to-head. So now they lose that tiebreaker. So you're technically, if you're a game behind, you're two games behind. This is a huge game. And I think Tom knows that. I saw a stat that he's never gone 0-2 against a divisional opponent ever in his life. Easy to say when you play in the AFC least against that crappy division. I wouldn't go 0-2 either. I could have played quarterback for the Patriots during that time. I know that'll piss Kurt off. But I think that the Saints are going to win this game. I think they're the better team. I think they showed it last game. They just did better. That pass rush is going to be in Tom's face the whole time. And they've been looking pretty decent. And they beat the Bears. And the Bears that team that's so weird. They're like 5-2 and two and you just don't know what to think of them. You know, the, I thought they'd have a losing record this year. They got Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. No quarterback can do anything on that team. But their defense just keeps... Holding strong the best they can. I mean, if they had an offense, I'd be a top three defense in the league. Right now, I think they're a top 10, but they're on the field all the time because their quarterbacks can't move the ball. And I especially don't know why I'm picking the Saints because this year they're 2-5 and five against the spread, which is obviously not very good. And Tom over at Tampa Bay is 4-4, four and four, which is a lot better than 2-5. and five. But I'm going to trust the Saints this week to take it I like you, Tom Brady, but because Kurt likes you so much, I got to really not like you. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So I'm sorry I'm taking the Saints plus four on the road. It's going to be a hell of a game, though. This Sunday night's going to be really fun. I'm definitely going to have a beer, sit down, and watch two, two of the greatest of our generation going down at it, you know? Drew Brees is a hell of a guy, Hall of Famer for sure. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady's the GOAT. It is what it is. I got to admit it, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Doesn't mean I can't root for him to lose right now. So I'm going Saints plus four. Lock that in. And for this very last pick of the day, non-NFL for the real degenerates out there. I like to get in a little bit of MMA. This is something I love watching. I've loved watching since I was a young little lad. And my dad got me into it. So this weekend I will be watching. If I don't watch live, I usually watch back the replay and don't look at Twitter. So I don't know the outcome. But this fight that we have coming up on the fight night, Glover Teixeira versus Tiago Santos was going to be a massive fight because it was going to be for the number one contender slot to fight Jan Blachowicz. But now obviously with Izzy Adesanya stepping up to fight John, this kind of puts this in a little bit of a where do we go from here spot. Glover's been around a while, man. 41 years old. Guy's been around a lot of big fights. And then you got Tiago Santos, who when he last fought, he fought John Jones on basically two blown out knees and almost won a split decision. I like Tiago Santos a lot. I think he's a great fighter. I really do. My pick this week, though, to mix it up a little MMA and grab the main event of the night, I'm going Glover Teixeira. I think the experience tonight, or tomorrow, Saturday, I should say, is going to triumph here. I think the experience is going to show Tiago Santos is a great fighter. 
But I think Glover's going to come out. He's going to be patient. It's a five-round fight. I mean, Santos did just come off a five-rounder. But I think that was like his only first or second five-rounder. Glover's been in five-round main events so many times. Only lost to the best of the best. I think he's going to stay out with the jab. And he's going to try to land some big shots. I think the part of his game that's underrated is the jiu-jitsu. If this fight goes to the ground, I think he has the complete control of it. He might mix that in. So I'm very curious to see where this fight goes. But if he stands with Tiago, Tiago's a heavy hitter. That guy swings for the fences. So if he does land, I mean, it could be a quick night. So it's a dangerous guy. So I think Wise Glover's going to be patient, take his time, drag the fight out, try to take the gas a little bit out of that right hand. And I think Glover's going to pull it off. And we're all, I mean, as an MMA fan, and there's other MMA fans out there, we're all rooting for Glover. This is his last run, he said. He's only got one more shot at it. So if he loses, he'll probably just fight one more time, and that'll be his retirement fight. But if he wins, he's trying to get that last title shot. And a guy ending on a title shot would be awesome. It's a good ending to a career, win or lose. just means that you ended at the top. So I'm going Glover Teixeira. Lock it in, and let's go, Glove. But that concludes it. That's the end of the sports episode for this week. I know we missed last week, so it was a big catch-up. I tried to do more games this week so we can really practice to see if the fade's working or not. Let me know how you liked it. If you liked more games, you want less games, maybe more in-depth on less games or like just all the games, just make it quicker. You know, Let me know. I kind of want to make this to the gambling world out there and use my fade to your advantage. If you want to do teasers also, I used to do a lot of teasers or parlays. It's just parlays are kind of hard because you're the winner or you lose, you know, like it's to, for, to track fading, but they are fun to do. So I could do like a, like my friend Kurt does like the Hail Mary of the week. I could do that one for the week as like a fun little tracking, pick like eight games, or something like that. So yeah, reach out. Let me know how you do. Send me your bets and stuff. I want to track them with you like before. And let's just make you some money. Let's really track the fade this week. I'm glad to be back with the sports episode this week. If you want to come on here and talk sports, reach out to me. Let's do it. Let's do a little back and forth, especially gambling. It could be any sports topics. If you want to come on here and argue with me for a little bit, I'm your guy. I'm your guy to argue with. I'll argue with you all day long, but only out of good fun and good love. So I look forward to seeing all your bets do. And I thank you for the support as usual. I thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I'll see you on either Tuesday for the normal episode or back here next Friday if you're a true degenerate. So I thank you again. Peace.